Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, Make Your Own Bed. The starring players... This is Jack Carson. This is Jane Wyman. This is Alan Hale. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Warner Brothers' hilarious new comedy, Make Your Own Bed. And starring in their original roles are Jack Carson as Jerry Curtis, Jane Wyman as Susan Courtney, and Alan Hale as Walter Whirtle. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Make Your Own Bed. The Whirtles happen to be very rich. Their huge country home is a sort of dream place. That is, except to Mrs. Whirtle. It's no dream to her. It's more of a nightmare. Walter, I can't stand it any longer. Let's close up this morgue and move back to New York. I'm homesick. Homesick? But, darling, this is your home. Yes, and I'm sick of it. Oh, but, sweetheart, why go back to the city? It's so much healthier out here. No crowds, no noise, no fumes. No servants. That's right, no sir. Huh? Did you say no servants? Exactly. The chauffeur and cook left this morning. The chauffeur, too? Yes. Why, he seemed very happy here. He was well paid, had plenty of time off to visit all the neighbor's maids. Why, they called him the Lochinvar of Lakeview. Yes. And now he's a vulture at Volte. Oh, well. I wouldn't worry about getting other servants. There must be thousands of chauffeurs and cooks who want jobs. You've just got to approach them with savoir-faire. Not nowadays. You've got to sneak up on them with chloroform. Oh, don't be silly, Vivian. I'm going into the city at once. And by tonight, I'll get you a chauffeur and a cook. But as Mr. Whirtle soon finds out, servants are about as easy to get as nylons. He can't find a servant in all New York. By mid-afternoon, he's pretty desperate. And stopping in for a bit of refreshment... He gets into a gloomy conversation with a nice young fellow standing at the bar. Jerry Curtis is his name, and he's a private detective. Or rather, he was a private detective, as we find him sadly trying to explain. Well, I was working for the night detective agency, you see, and I'm out on a job guarding wedding presents when a very guilty-looking mug starts to finger the finest pieces. Naturally, I put a fast pinch on him. Well, what's wrong with that? How should I know he's the district attorney? <laughs> 
think that's very funny. Yeah? <laughs> well, he didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You lost your job, eh? Well, that is too bad. Oh, I'll find another spot. I still got all my disguises, you know. Gardener, handyman, chauffeur, butler. Butler? Sure, you ought to see me put on that butler act. Crumpets, milady. A spot of tea, my lord. Look here, Curtis. I could use you. Huh? Uh, you, you could? You yes. Could? I'm confronted with a serious problem. My home is in a mess. A complete mess. Oh, you got matrimonial indigestion, eh? <laughs> matrimonial indigestion? What's that? That's when your wife doesn't agree with you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not the mess I'm talking about. Well, domestic trouble, it's just routine stuff with me. Not if it was saboteurs or spies or even just plain homicide. Oh, it is. It, it, it's that, too. You see, I manufacture gunpowder. Gunpowder? You mean munitions? Yes. I have a government contract and I'm in danger. Why, I've had 12 threatening letters already. Hey, maybe you're going to be murdered. Gee, that'd be swell, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh? No, 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 no. Now, look here, Curtis. I need protection. You solve this case, and I'll see that you get your own agency. My, my own agency? Oh, Mr. Wordle, please. Please don't ever joke about that. You, you sure you know what you're talking about? Why, of course I do. Oh, I hope so. You're sure that a guy in a white coat won't come and lead you away in a few minutes? You're sure of that? Oh, don't be silly, Curtis. Let's see. What time is it now? Well, I don't know. What does the clock say? Bong, 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 bong. No, 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 no. <clears throat> there it is. <laughs> Four o'clock. Now, here's my card. You'll be in my office at... Ah, wait a minute. What's wrong, Mr. Wardle? What's wrong? What's the matter? Oh, nothing. I, I was just thinking, if, if you could pose as my butler... Oh, what's a cinch? Uh, trumpets, my lady? I mean, uh, tot of speed... Or no, uh, speed of tot, a spit your eye, or a spot of tea, I mean... <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the matter? You don't like it? I love it. It's wonderful. Only, it might be better if there were two of you. Two of us? Yes. You for the butler and the girl who can cook. I mean... Pose as a cook. You know, nice domestic couple, man and wife. <laughs> Think no more about it, Mr. Wordle. I can handle that, too. <laughs> and that's where Susan Courtney comes in. Susan is in love with Jerry, you see. They plan to be married in June. That is, some June when Jerry can afford a license. Anyway, against her better judgment, Susan lets Jerry persuade her to take the job with him, to pose as his wife and a cook besides. They have just arrived at the Whirtle Mansion where Jerry is determined to mold himself a career. So let us follow this moldy career. Oh, I'm so glad you're both here. This is wonderful, wonderful. Walter phoned me you were coming out. I'm sure you'll find it very comfortable here. This is really a lovely home. Come in, please. Wow. What a joint. Looks like a deluxe movie theater. What did you say, miss? Hey, um, nothing. She was just admiring the place. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, Mrs. Wordle, is that your cow out there? Me on a cow? Why, I wouldn't even know which one of the faucets the milk comes out of. <laughs> Did you hear that, Susan? <laughs> wouldn't even know which one of the faucets the milk comes out of. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, uh. which faucet do they get the milk out oh, of? Oh, stop it, Susan. <laughs> now, um... As far as my references are concerned... Oh, uh, we've already checked uh, those, madam. Mr. Mr. Wordle has already engaged us. My name is Curtis, and this is, uh, Susan. Uh, Susan, dear. Oh, oh, howdy, Mum. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have a couple that's really happily married. Would you like to see your room? Our room? 
Uh, uh, ma'am? Oh, really, it's a beautiful room. Gay cretons, antiques, a lovely double bed. Double bed? A, a double bed? Well, <laughs> what do you think of that, Susan? <laughs> if you'll come this way. <laughs> Please, if you'll come this way, it's just down the hall. Jerry Curtis, you lowlife. Take it easy. We got a humor. What's funny about a double bed? <laughs> Here it is, coming. Yeah, coming, madam. There we are. Don't you think it's charming? And I have the mattress made to order. You can try it if you like. Uh, it looks very comfortable, madam. Go ahead and try it. Just bounce up and down on it a couple of times. Ba- well, I, I... Go ahead, uh, Curtis. Bounce for the lady. <laughs> well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> One of the springs is a little loose. <laughs> Well, after you've unpacked, we'll discuss dinner. Uh, th- th- that is, if you don't mind. I'm really looking forward to one of your delicious dinners. Uh, d- I assure you, madam, it'll be a dinner that you'll long remember. <laughs> wonderful, simply wonderful. Then I'll leave you to get settled. Au revoir. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice mattress, isn't it, Susan? <laughs> I mean, it's comfortable. It's the first time I ever saw a bouncing wolf. Yeah. Gee, honey, this is my big opportunity. For what? The job. Well, naturally, I'm. (laughs) Mr. Wordle said a couple, so I couldn't let a little thing like that interfere. A little thing? You call a double bed a little thing? Well, I I can just tell Mrs. Wordle that it would make me nervous to sleep in the same room with you. (laughs) Make you nervous? Yeah. What do you think it's going to do to me? No comment. Susan, a case like this comes once in a lifetime. Spies, saboteurs, a maniac trying to murder Mr. Wordle all under one roof. Susan, this case has many angles. It's, it's got a lot of facets. That reminds me, Jerry. What? Which facet does the milk come from? Oh! Now look here, Linkletter. I told you that I can't be bothered today. I've got too much on my mind. My wife, my home, my happiness. Oh, but Mr. Wordle, our new radio program starts next week. You've simply got to approve the cast. They've been waiting here all afternoon. Here? Yes, of course. Oh, uh, Mr. Hassan. You are calling, yes? Uh, yes, yes. Come in, please, all of you. Yes, of course. Uh, 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 Mr. Wordle, I want you to meet Mr. Paul Hassan. How did you do? It's a pleasure, I'm sure. And, and this is Mr. Fritz Alton. A uh, great honor, mine here. And, and Miss Marie Gruber. I am charmed, not truly. Say, what is this? A Nazi convention? That's our cast, Mr. Wirtle. Spies, saboteurs, hair-raising stuff. Spies? Saboteurs? Yes, great, aren't they? They certainly are. Excuse me, folks. Hello? Hello? Hello, Worthington? Put a call through to my home and hurry, please. It's very important. Well, Mr. Wirtle, these people have been waiting since... Linkletter, I just got a great idea. I'm busy now and I can't give this thing my full attention. Now, why don't these folks come out to my place for the weekend? We can go over the whole show there. You mean we should come out there oh, and we... Well, it is a very good idea. But... Mr. Vertel, we accept. Well, that's swell. Be here at six and I'll drive you up. Thank you. That will give us time to get our things. Come, Fritz, come for us. Great idea, Mr. Vertel. Terrific. Colossal. Huh? Beat it, Linkletter. That's a personal call. Why, why yes, of course. Uh, certainly. Hello? Is that you, Curtis? This is Vertel. Yes. I just received another threatening letter. No. But you ought to find the guilty party soon. I'm bringing all the suspects out for the weekend. Yes, three of them. 
They work for me, but I'm sure they're Nazi spies. No, no, I can't tell you that now. Men with open traps are friends of the Japs. <laughs> That's right. Fine. See you later. And don't forget to have a good dinner. Bye. Hello, honey. Well, is dinner almost ready? Oh, Jerry, everything's such a mess. I've never done any cooking before. You haven't, huh? No. What, uh, what's this on the table? That's a pie. But it's such a long pie. Pie, pie is round. But it's a rhubarb pie. See? <laughs> hey, hey, the stove is ringing. Oh, it's the ducks. They're finished now. I'll put them out and... Oh... Oh, old Jerry. Oh, look at the ducks. My poor little ducks. Yeah. Slightly shriveled, aren't they? And I went to so much trouble to get them. Well, honey, you didn't have to go all the way up to Capistrano. Oh, it's all your fault. I told you not to take the feathers off with shaving soap and a razor. Ah, never mind, honey. I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's bake a swell cake. What do you say? What do you know about baking cakes? You're a detective. Well, did you ever hear of a cop cake? <laughs> Here's a cookbook. All we gotta do is what it says in the cookbook, and presto, a cake. Okay, let's go. What are you putting that grease on my face for? Well, it says right here in the book, before starting, grease your pan well. <laughs> oh. See if there's any sour milk in the icebox, Jerry. Okay. No, it's, it's all sweet milk, but that's all right, honey. I'll fix that in a second. What'd you do? Put vinegar in it. Good. Now for the yeast. Hey, Susan, tell me something. Why do they use yeast? Flavoring, I guess. Oh. How many do you think I should put in? About six or seven cakes of yeast? Ah, give it a good flavor. Throw in eight or nine. Oh. <laughs> you gotta dissolve it, you know. Yeah. Hey, gee, this cake looks almost human. What do you mean? It's got a head on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what it says in the book now. Hmm, there's get a crevice Look, uh, Susan, you get two eggs and I'll get a bottle of Mr. Hortle's scotch and start drinking it. What for? What says here, beat two eggs until stiff. <laughs> that means the eggs must be stiff. Eggs gotta be stiff, mm -hmm. huh? Gee, that must be wrong because all eggs are stiff. Whoever heard of a limp egg? <laughs> we'll leave the eggs out. Yeah, no, all right. Now, half cup of fat. We haven't got any half cups. We have now. <laughs> now a level tablespoon of salt. What are you doing? Leveling a tablespoon. <laughs> say, honey, the next thing in this book sounds crazy. What does it say? Well, you've got to get the cream out of the icebox and fill a pan full of ice water while I take off my shoes. Taking off your shoes. It says right here, put some cream in a bowl and stand in ice water until thoroughly chilled. Okay, honey. Gee, I hope this comes out all right. Do you think they'll like you it? You bet they'll like it. They'll like it or else. Ooh, 
wonderful dinner, really it was. Uh, a bit unusual, but, but, but quite wonderful. Our guests were simply overcome. They were? Say, how did, how did Mr. Wordle like it? Uh, Mr. Wordle wanted to tell you himself, but uh, he's a bit... Uh, uh, the doctors won't let him talk for a while. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> well, naturally. Of course, um, you must retire at once. Get a good night's sleep, both of you. Both of us in that double... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sleepy. I, uh, as a matter of fact, it's my turn to work the night shift. Remember, my dears, orders are orders. Good night and pleasant dreams. All right, Mr. Big Shot, it's your move. Out. But, darling, where am I going to sleep? I don't know. And I don't care anything more about what happens to you, Jerry. I'm but, honey, sorry. you must care a little bit. We're practically married. Practically married, ready to get married, almost married, everything but married for two solid years. Now, go on and get out. Oh, you're just being bitter. I am not. Oh, Susan. Absolutely not. All right. I guess that closes the issue. No, no use trying to force it. Jerry? Yes, yes. Which forces do they get the milk out oh, of? Oh, let me out of here. <laughs> Lady Esther has presented Act One of Make Your Own Bed, starring Alan Hale, Jane Wyman, and Jack Carson. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I wish you'd think for a moment about the makeup you're using on your skin. Think, is it safe or have you noticed any signs of trouble? I've watched women caking their skin with a coat of makeup, practically masking it and trying to make it look attractive. Skin specialists say that to treat your skin this way is dangerous and they warn their patients to stop. Don't forget, skin is a living thing. To plaster it over with makeup may be inviting really serious skin troubles. The skin's delicate surface may become rough and dry. You may cork up the pore openings, enlarge them, make your skin look coarser and older. Even worse, corked up pore openings may breed dangerous germs, lead to little bumps that you can feel with your fingertips and ugly blemishes. Now, of course you want your skin to look its loveliest. Who doesn't? But I'm sure you want loveliness without danger. And you can have it with my Lady Esther Baby Texture Face Powder a far smoother, more flawless, more lasting loveliness than you've ever had with any other makeup. Because Lady Esther is not like other face powders. My patented twin hurricane method makes it softer and finer than powder has ever been before. So that instead of the usual powdery particles, my powder spreads on your skin like a delicate film. It helps hide little freckles and blemishes safely. It clings four long hours, sometimes longer. And it looks as attractive in broad daylight as in artificial light. I'd like you to try Lady Esther face powder. I'd like you to see how smooth and flawless your skin appears, even at a close-up. And how, how much fresher, younger, and prettier Lady Esther face powder makes your skin look. And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of Make Your Own Bed, starring Jane Wyman as Susan, Jack Carson as Jerry, and Alan Hale as Mr. Whittle.
had to spend the night somewhere. So he looks around for an empty bedroom. The only trouble is that when he opens the door... Uh-huh, it isn't empty. Which wouldn't have been so bad in itself, except that Susan has followed Jerry, and just as he makes a hurried exit from the room... Jerry, you worm, you chiseler, you you good-for-nothing double-crosser. Now, wait a minute, Susan. You've got me all wrong. Got you all wrong? I saw you myself. Well, you don't believe everything you see, do you? I should say not. And mostly I won't be seeing you. Jerry Curtis, you're absolutely, positively through. Oh. Mr. Wordle, I got to talk to you. <laughs> what is it, Jerry? Good news, I hope. Well, not exactly. I... I'm going to quit. Quit? What for? What will I tell my wife? Well, gee, I'm getting a little discouraged. You sort of guaranteed me you'd get murdered, but nothing's happened. But how about the Nazis? Well, I admit they're solid, all right. But after all, that's just a handcuff job. Besides, I'm, I'm having trouble with my girl. Your girl? Uh, does your wife know? Hmm? Oh, Susan isn't my wife. I wish she were. Not your wife? No. Well, aren't you married? Certainly not. If we were married, she'd be my wife. That's oh. silly. <laughs> and sleeping in the garden is uncomfortable. Honestly, I wouldn't blame her if she walked out of me. I was supposed to catch the criminals, get my own agency. You mean if something big happened, that would change things? Oh, it sure would. But I've never known criminals that neglected their crimes like this bunch. Well, then we've got to stir them to action. You think you can? I'm sure I can, Jerry. I can almost guarantee you that something tremendous will happen tonight. Fritz, you have everything arranged? Everything, Paul. We will make our move at 10 o'clock. The whole house will be sleeping then. Good. Werther keeps the gunpowder formulas out here, right in the den, in that wall safe. Such a fool he is. Thinks we are just radio actors. He invites us here to drink his wine, to eat his food. Ah, you call that food? Yeah, what we don't have to go through for our funeral. Uh, careful. Uh, come in. Ah, good evening, Mr. Hassan. Could I have a word with you and your friends? But of course, Mr. Wertle. Well, you see, I'm in a sort of a spot, and maybe you can help me out. We would be only too happy. Well, mostly it involves my butler, so I guess I'd better start at the beginning. You see... My wife just couldn't get any servants. So yesterday, I told her that I... Uh, might as well be on the lookout, I guess. Mr. Wordle said something would happen tonight. Anybody in there? No, I guess not. Gee... Anybody heard me talk to myself, they think I was batty. Of course, of course! Yeah, well, you don't have to agree... Hey! That's the Nazis in there. I better find out what they're up to. <laughs> oh, you. So you see, my butler, my butler doesn't know you're acting. He, he really thinks you're Nazi's wife. <laughs> now, now, what I want you to do is to stage a fake robbery. Tie me up. Open the safe. Uh, ten o'clock would be a good time. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to do it now. By ten o'clock, my butler might be gone. Hmm. A frame-up. Old darn thing is a frame-up. Now, oh, Mr. Wordle, you don't know what you've done to me. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, but maybe two can play at that game. Jerry, do you mean it? You really think you've got the goods on them? Absolutely, Susan. 
I'm going to walk right in and take them all, single-handed. Jerry, you mean all by yourself? That's what I said. Of course, you can come along if you want to, but mind you, keep clear of the falling bodies. There we are. Now, we'll just leave this safe door open. Then you can tie me up and scatter some of these papers around. There's another envelope in the safe. Oh, no, we mustn't touch that. It's got my secret powder formula. Hand it it's... over, Herr Wertel. Huh? Do not move. As you can see, I have a gun. Now, wait a minute. You're going too far. Fritz, Marie, tie him up. No, 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 you can't. That gag will keep him quiet. Paul, it isn't 10 o'clock yet. I had everything arranged for 10 o'clock. You cannot overlook a chance like this, Fritz. We will go out to back bay and... Slow down, you guys. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. What, I hate you. All right, line up against that wall, all of you. Jerry, be careful, please. My friend, this is too bad for you, but since you have happened to blunder in here... Ah, I think you're tough, because you got a gun, eh? Well, no Nazi heel can threaten me. I'm going to poke you so hard... Jerry! Hey, it's loaded! You guys ought to be careful. You're going to hurt somebody. The next one you get between the eyes. If you take one single step out of this room... Nobody's it... moving out of this room. Aston, you're under arrest. Under hey, arrest. who are you? Federal agent, son. Now, wait a minute. I made this pinch. I got him first. <laughs> you... We've been trailing these two for months. Hey, but but you're one of them. Your name is Alton. You're a spy. <laughs> That's what you think. He's been our inside man on this case. Bring him along, fellas. Come on, come on. Well, what do you know? Uh, gee, Susan, I... Jerry, darling, thank heavens you're safe. Uh, you, you really mean that? Of course I do. That's all that matters. Even if I don't have my own agency? Oh, with or without. I love you, Jerry. Gosh, I'm glad, because... You know, I, I've been thinking, Susan... As a detective, I make an awfully good butler. Well, maybe I could learn how to cook. <laughs> Susan, darling. No, oh, Jerry. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's Mr. Wordle. We completely forgot him. Well, Jerry, don't you think we better untie him? Yeah, I guess we better. You know, you never can tell. He might be our next boss. Let's face it. Jerry. Yes, dear. Which face do they get the milk? Oh, of? Susan. <laughs> Well, that was a lot of fun, all right. And our sincerest thanks to you, Jack Carson, Alan Hale, and Jane Wyman. No, no, Mr. Bradley. We're the ones who should feel thankful. It's really a privilege to appear with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players, and after all, you know, this is our program, too. <laughs> and every one of us, all of us, are very proud of the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund in its country house and clinic, a work made largely possible by these radio shows. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, a word from America's foremost beauty authority, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Wyman. Friends, please remember what skin specialists have reported to me. Here's what they say. They say that caking your face with makeup, applying a mask-like coating, may cause a drying of your delicate surface skin. It may cork up the pore openings, helping to stretch and coarsen them perhaps develop little bumps you can feel with your fingers. And remember, too, corked-up pores may actually encourage bacteria and ugly blemishes. On the other hand, you can look far lovelier without taking these risks. All you need is Lady Esther face powder. It's an altogether different powder, the most flattering that you can possibly find. 
It goes on like a delicate, flawless film of beauty that safely hides tiny lines and blemishes, looks natural even in strong sunlight, and it clings four long hours, on some skins even longer. I hope you'll try Lady Esther face powder. I promise you, your skin will have a smooth, natural freshness, as attractive up close as from a distance. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Night Must Fall. It will star Dame Mae Whitty, Rosemary DeCamp, and James Cagney. Be sure to listen, will you? Jane Wyman, Jack Carson, and Alan Hale are currently starred in Make Your Own Bed. Alan Hale can also be seen in The Adventures of Mark Twain, both Warner Brothers productions. Jack Carson also appeared through the courtesy of Campbell Soups. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To try Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, just get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economical large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night, everyone. CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.